Final broadcast from Los Angeles, let's get it. Yeah, 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 they are, they are. All of them. Get it, baby. What's up, Pazir? Hey, YouTube hero Alex, you got that first award. <laughs> what up, Nick Rico? What up, ADNW Cindy Bailey? Yeah. What up, LZ? What up, Brittany? What up, Chris? What up, Seaboard, Boy, Boy, Craps, XIX, you bad man. Just get out of the sauna, dripping sweat. I've been packing, baby. Yeah, similar. That final Sunday service at the Church of Meaning broadcast from Los Angeles. If you're watching this broadcast, I know a lot of you listen to it. More of you actually listen to it. To be fair, but I do like you to visualize, you know? Visualize. Visualize with me. For the past, I don't know, however many streams, most of them. There's been a sumptuous presidential curtain behind me. That curtain was just a trick. And the curtain is gone. Revealing kind of infinity of, uh, of corridors behind me. It's pretty cool, actually. All my acoustic paneling is down, so it probably sounds a bit weird and boomy. My apologies. Time for a new adventure, baby. How you all enjoying this new backdrop? <laughs> What's your record? Nicholas Lepar. What's cracking, baby? Hey, let's break it down. Okay, so uh, today... Today we'll be playing Meaning Wave Records. You can request your favorite meaning records, meaning wave records via Super Chat. And uh, I'll be answering questions. I'll be taking questions. Also, you can use Super Chat for those so they pin and I can see them. But I did just see Nicholas Lepar's one. Nicholas Lepar said, uh, Akira, you posted earlier 
on the reasons you were leaving California. I'd love for you to talk a bit more in depth as to why. Cheers, mate. Here's to a better future. Did I post earlier? I remember. I had a busy day. Yeah, I woke up, uh, woke up at six. Press snooze twice. Did the uh, morning stream at seven. At uh, half eight, quarter past eight, eight, five past eight, I got off the stream. And finished the Joe Rogan album. One last album, one last day in Los Angeles. It seems right that I'd be finishing one last Californian album, you know? You know, starring one of California's finest sons. Makes sense. Was fitting. Had a final little bit of vocals to mix in. Got a bit of a gospel choir. Mixed in that gospel choir. Uh, added uh, an extra bit of a guitar solo to another track. Always need a bit of an extra guitar solo, you know. And that was cool, baby, you know. And uh, then uh, that was like nine o'clock. I had some steak for breakfast, you know. Steak for breakfast is always a good one. Uh, then we went down the old Don Studios in downtown Los Angeles, you know. Uh, to clean it up. Pulled the floor up. We put down that beautiful Coke White floor. I don't know if you remember that. You know, it was uh, we had the Gold Gate of Booth in there. Everything was, everything was gold and white, you know? Like a, an Egyptian palace. Well, we pulled up that floor and we cleaned the place and we dusted and we threw away everything, you know? I don't know if you remember, I used to have a, a mannequin in there. I rescued her from uh, American Apparel on Hollywood Boulevard when that was shutting down. I don't know if you remember, that was one of the first casualties of uh, the mind virus, I guess. <laughs> well, it was kind of a foreshadowing. A foreshadowing, you know. They basically got straight up cancelled as a whole operation, American Apparel. They shut down on Hollywood Boulevard and I, and I rescued uh, this mannequin. I always wanted to have loads of mannequins in my studio, like the Corona Milk Bar in Clockwork Orange, you know. Anyway, I had one. She was broken then. She was a battered and broken, but I rescued her, and she and she uh, sat with me in Don Studios Los Angeles for years, you know. Uh, but you know, I had to get out there super fast today, and so she's uh, downstairs in the uh, recycling, along with uh, an old gold keyboard that doesn't work anymore, but it looks nice because I sprayed it gold. But that had to go. Took down the uh, Don Studios LA. Sign off the door. Hercules got a little bit sad. You know, he used to come there with me, you know? He used to come there and he used to hang out with his dad. I go to work day. And he'd hang out with me and we'd make songs together and stuff. He used to sit in my vocal booth playing Minecraft. Where he met his best friend Q, you know? We used to go to the, I used to take him to the park. He was such a little boy then. He was only like three. Take him to the park. And there he met another little boy. Well, and that little, what was funny was he met this other little boy and they became friends, so I got chatting to his dad. And then uh, his dad made music too, you know, and now his dad's like one of my, he's like my main um, production homie. You know, you got a homie who does a similar thing to you, you ever get that? Like, they live in Canada now, but you know, we still text like every, every day, because every, every time there's a new plug-in, you know? 
they're working on a company together. And Hercules and Q uh, build Minecraft worlds together every day, you know, still. It's a beautiful thing. answered the question. <laughs> yeah. It does look very churchy in here, doesn't it? Oh, just in YouTube here, Alex says there's a slight audio clicking, really? Really? Audio clicking? Oh, I can hear a weird little sound. What's that sound? Oh, God, that's all I need. Hmm, I wonder what that could be. Is anything plugged in that shouldn't be plugged in, you know? Let me have a look. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll put a record on. I'll put, a, I'll put a record record on, you know? And then I'll go have a look and see if I can find something that shouldn't be there. Find something that shouldn't be there. What might that be? Oh, no. Click, click. Click, click. Has that been going the whole time? I only just noticed. It's terrible. That's just, uh, that's just shocking. I'll play a pretty song. Akira. Who's gone? He's got clout. This is a tough weekend for me, my friend. Can I go home? I don't know why. It doesn't bother me, but it does bother me. I shoot all the way up to like fucking 48 and I cut all 
Santa and make a fucking laugh down the Cali Boulevard and I hit Veneris. And I see the blues like at night. Fucking run up. I got the same mood every time, though. Because that's the route I had as a child. I don't know. And that's it. I don't get out. I don't breathe the air. I just take that one ride to see what happened. Just kick me in the stomach. Just to shoot whatever dreams I had down. That I was like, I would go back to Jersey. It's going to be the same, you know. All I have is stupid memories. More than anything in the fucking world. All I have is stupid memories. I cherish them more than anything in the fucking world. All I have is stupid memories. I cherish them more than anything in the fucking world. All I have is stupid memories. I cherish them more than anything in the fucking world. I went down there when I was with my daughter last year. I took her down there and I walked around with them. I took them to the fucking park I played at. I had a great time with them. I didn't break down physically or mentally enough. I thought I would, Lee. See, right now, sometimes I think, oh my God, this is going to be hard on me. It ain't shit. It ain't shit. I breeze right fucking through it. You know, I thought when I would have walked into the high school a few years ago, I'd have a nervous breakdown. None of that shit happened. None of that shit happened. I don't know how I dealt with it, Lee. Over the years, doing all that coke and sitting there alone like a fucking loser and writing about my past, all that shit fucking cleared the air in my mind. I don't know how. I don't know how. When I walk on the streets a little bit sometimes, I go, wow, I remember walking on the street after I did this. Or I remember walking on the street after I did that. <sighs> 30 years ago, I was getting chased in that fucking parking lot. Chased. Chased. for Joey Coco Diaz. Like a doctor. Like a doctor. So. I can work out what it was. Can you hear clicking? Like, maybe there's a slight... I don't know what it is. But uh, you just have to deal with it, baby. Because I couldn't find it. I know what it is. I guess, I don't know if there's some interference... I don't know, baby. I don't know. But, uh, you know, we here. We here. Uh, oh, it's annoying me now. Now I've noticed it. It's annoying me. All right, I'll have to... Oh, nah. Next time I put a song, I'll go have a look again. Now, that's not going to... That's going to annoy the shit out of me. That's going to annoy the shit out of me now I've noticed that. God damn. Oh.
talk about what I was going to talk about. I'll go see if I can work out what the hell is making that happen. Could be anything. Men yeah. struggle for power. That isn't what men do. Not if you're civilized. They size each other up and elect the competent to lead them. And they do that at every level of society. I worked in a rail crew in southern Saskatchewan. They're rough guys, like a lot of them have been in prison, you know. And when you first came onto the rail crew, you got a stupid nickname and people teased you. And I remember this one kid called Lunchbuck. That was his nickname because he came to the rail crew with a lunch bucket that looked like his mom had packed it. That was a bad idea. So they named him Lunch Bucket, which he wasn't very happy about. Well, that was a mistake. He should have taken it with a smile. And then he was always peevish and irritable. And if you asked him to do something, he'd whine. There was about 60 men on this crew. It stretched out about a quarter of a mile down the tracks. Soon, anonymous harassers were throwing pebbles at him during work. We had hard hats on, so the game was, let's see if we can hit a Lunch Bucket in the, in the hard hat with a pebble. And then that was purposeful because he didn't, couldn't take a joke. It's like, well, let's see if he can take this joke. Clunk. And then he just got more and more peevish and the pebbles got bigger and 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 bigger. And then a week later, lunch bucket was gone. Having not learned anything from the experience, but you know, the men were testing him out. Can you be useful? Can you at least be amusing? Is there something worthwhile about you? It's like, no, it's like, okay, well then, you're out of here. Because you never know when we actually might need to depend on you. Yo, lunch bucket, baby. Excuse me, we just spilled water everywhere. Yeah! Investigations and researchers, some of them very pious, some of them very cynical of the religions of the world, and certain quite constant motifs Basic themes have come out throughout the whole field. These universals, these continually recurring themes. Also, in each of the various areas, there are quite special, particular inflections, quite different from other areas. That is to say, we have the spectacle of continuity and consistency, and at the same time, differentiation. I want to speak tonight in a very general way to uh, the main problems that uh, these situations and these observations bring up. The human functions served by mythology. What are the functions? The human functions served by mythology. 
on the simplest level and even on the levels of the highest cultures. We all know the greatest monuments, the greatest architectural and art monuments are in celebration of these mysteries. I don't care where you've turned. These are the things we now go by jet to see. What are the functions, the human functions served by mythology? What are the functions, the human functions served by mythology? By symbolic forms, which have been served for Yeah. Are the function, huh? the human function, served by mythology? What are the functions, the human function, served by mythology? By symbolic forms, which have been served yeah, yeah, yeah. for 200,000 years. 200,000 years. What are the functions? Make some noise for Joseph Campbell. <laughs> and uh, make some noise for uh, everything still working. Hey, it's amazing. And uh, I think, has that noise gone? No? I thought it had gone. Whatever. 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 It's the last broadcast in LA. Hurrah! I don't know if you saw that. I think you did. I just like, like trying to find that stupid clicking sound. I knocked the uh, water thing and it went everywhere. I was very lucky. Nothing blew up. The water basically went everywhere, apart from in the places where it would have uh, made things uh, blow up. So shouts out to that. Hurrah! Hurrah! Marionette says, I don't hear the clicking noise anymore, but I am losing my left channel. Oh, shouts out to your left channel. French Debrika says, stereo is all messed up. Who's stereo? Cindy Betty says audio is jumping left and right. Really? Oh, great. Hurrah.
Audio sounds fine over here. Oh. Oh, it's fine. Man, shout out to everyone listening on the podcast. I bet you're really enjoying this, huh? This might be the best stream we've ever done. What an amazing stream. Make some noise, everybody! Anyway, who was it? Someone was asking about why, why we're leaving Los Angeles, right? Was that what you were asking? That's a fair enough question. You know, it's, it's, there's many answers. You, you could ask, why did you move to Los Angeles in the first place? Joey Diaz on this songs, he talks about, uh, you know, all I have is stupid memories. I cherish them more than anything in the fucking world. I remember I was preparing to move to Los Angeles, and uh, I was listening to Joey Diaz all the time, you know? Uh, we decided to leave London and move to Los Angeles. Because life is as kind as you let it be. It seemed that whenever I went to Los Angeles, life was kind. The mindset of the people there was that of uh, can-do. You know, if you have an idea, it's like, oh, how can we make that happen? In London, it felt like you had an idea, everyone was just seeing, uh, oh, yeah, well, but, you know, they'd just see all the obstacles, you know? They're like, naturally, it seemed that they were naturally uh, pessimistic and down. And they had this, this tall poppy syndrome thing going on over there, you know, you're not supposed to get above your... Station, you're not supposed to transcend your origin. If you're born working class, you're supposed to stay working class. All that sort of thing. America is different, you know? In America, it's like, anyone can be president. Waitresses are nice to you in America because nobody's poor. Everyone's a millionaire. Um, they're just on their way to being a millionaire, you know? They're not quite there yet. Everyone's on the way to some kind of greatness. In the UK, it felt like everyone was resigned to what they were and... If you tried to get beyond that, then you were somehow betraying, you know, your, your, your class or whatever it was. And I'd go to Los Angeles, you know, Wade was over here, I'd come see him sometimes. And it was just so nice. Everyone was so nice. You know, uh, here's a real thing, and I've mentioned this before, but like, <laughs> I'd be in Los Angeles and a car had screeched to a halt. And the people would be like, yo, who are you? You're really cool. Do you want to come to a party? You're in the UK. Someone stops a car. They screech to a halt and they go, fuck's wrong with you, faggot? And then they throw a brick at you and drive off. <laughs> so that's why we moved to LA, you know? And Well, it's not the only reason, but it's like, it felt like life would be kind there. And there was all this opportunity. And I was going to go be a superstar DJ. You know, I was going to put all my musical talents into doing that. So that's what we did. We came here, you know. And I slept on a, on a couch, you know, and Charlotte and uh, Hercules stayed back in Wales. And uh, I got, and, you know, and I got all these DJ gigs and got it cracking and got them out here and it was great. But I remember when we were preparing to come here, 
we decamped to Wales. We uh, we went back to Wales, you know, because it was it was cheap. For uh, like we we could get a house for a small amount of money. I could focus on getting my DJ library together and making remixes and getting myself in good shape, you know. And I'd run on the beach barefoot every night. You know, I'd run through the uh, the bit where the surf hits the sand, like a stallion. You know, I'd just run. I felt amazing, you know. Sometimes it'd be like, you know, it's Wales. It'd be like there'd be a thunderstorm. I'd still be running out there, you know, just in a pair of shorts, barefoot, you know. And a lot of the time I'd be listening to Joey Diaz. Like a doctor. Joey Diaz telling all these stories of his, of his youth. And not just his youth, you know, when he's like 40. <laughs> you know, all the trouble he used to get into. I love listening to those stories. It reminded me of me. You know, he had some story about like, sleeping in a park and i got stories about sleeping in parks you know I, I slept in parks i slept on benches i slept under benches you know i was speaking to my dad this morning and uh he was noting how how different it was now he's like how many times have you moved so i moved so many times he says sometimes when he can't sleep at night he goes through the place different places he's lived and he's lived in about 20 which is nothing that was, that was me in a week back in the day you know but like, yeah, we were talking about, you know, how far we've come. It felt real good going to the old studio today and cleaning it and leaving it like, like we found it, you know. I used to leave a place, I'd just fucking just run away, you know. Leave it all fucked up. What did my dad rent? He was like, oh yeah, with the iron print in the carpet. I don't even remember that place. But, you know. We moved to LA for a reason. I came here to turn the, the music thing I'd been doing for all this time into something that really worked, something that supported my family. You know, I've been making music full time since 2004. Yeah. And I wanted to turn it into a thing that really, so that, like, finally, I wanted to shed that socialist programming that kept me broke forever, you know? <laughs> and uh, kept me self sabotaging all this stuff. and. I wanted to turn it into my music making into a career, a proper thing that would support my family and give my family the kind of life they deserved, you know? So I thought, oh, I'll be a superstar DJ. I'll go to LA, I'll be DJ guy, then we'll go to Vegas, you know? And I'll be that guy. But along the way, you know, God, you know, man, man makes plans and God says, <laughs> you know? Along the way, something happened, baby. Along the way, like, uh, I found something else. I found some, I found this meaning. I found this meaning and I made meaning wave. And that changed everything. And suddenly, you know, it wasn't about being that superstar DJ guy. I mean, I'll still be that superstar DJ. You know, I, I'll be here every night. But it's a different thing. I realized there was something way bigger and way more powerful and way more useful that I could be doing. And praise God, it would also, you know, if I worked hard and really went in, it would provide uh, for my family, you know, in that way that, uh, that I'd wanted. The reason I came here in the first place. 
And so now, now we're here and we, we have this, you know, we know what we're doing and we know what we're for. We found something bigger than us. You know, bigger than us. Uh, to go all in on. And that's Meaning Wave, you know. We're not, we're not going all in on becoming Vegas DJ guy. We're going all in on our Meaning Wave. You know, and... Uh, So we're going to go to Texas, and I'm going to build a, a beautiful studio. I'm going to build a beautiful recording studio and a beautiful broadcasting studio so we can do these broadcasts and we can keep making the music at an even higher volume, but a better quality, all that, you know. Hercules can have some land to run around in. Hercules can have some grass. You can run around outside. You can't do that here. You can't run around outside. I mean, you can't, you're not supposed to be hanging out with children here. You know, we've got to get out of the city, baby. We've got to get into the country. Cities have served their purpose, I think. I think we're moving into a time where cities aren't even necessarily a very good idea anymore. It used to be that you need a city because you all needed to be close to each other. And, you know, you needed to have these, like, hubs of industry and all that sort of thing. But, you know, now we have the internet. Now we can all be together here in Maz in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. Our flesh bodies, our meat bodies are all over the place, but we can all be joined in this one place, you know? There's no need for cities, really. Not in the way they used to be. And cities are causing so many problems. You know, there are, this, the whole Tom Hanks disease is this beautiful metaphor for what's something that's really going on with that mind virus, you know? And that mind virus really takes root in cities. And everyone thinks they have to feel the same and talk the same and think the same. And they speak in hushed whispers in the corners of bars about what they really think and feel. Everyone in Hollywood be doing that. You think people in Hollywood, uh, you know, have a certain ideological framework or whatever? None of them, they don't though. They just think they're supposed to say they present that. But then when you talk to them, they're all like, oh yeah, yeah, secretly. They're also scared. They're also scared, you know, they're all scared of getting canceled. They're all scared of not getting the callback for the show they want to be in or whatever the fuck it is, you know? But yeah, like, you know, the plan's different now. It's all in on Meaning Wave. We don't need to be in LA to do Meaning Wave. It's all in on giving Hercules the childhood he deserves. You can't have that in Los Angeles. Los Angeles isn't what it used to be. You know, it's like it's all boarded up now. It's all spray painted. It's all covered in, in, uh, 
in, in just like hysterical screaming messaging. You can't go for a walk without like Hercules being like, what's this? What's that mean? What's that mean? What's fuck this and what's fuck that? It's like fuck is written on every surface. Fuck someone, fuck this, fuck that, do 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 do. Ain't no place for a beautiful little seven-year-old boy. They're trying to do this weird stuff now, whereas, like, they're trying to make kids think about stuff that kids shouldn't have to think about. And the people trying to make them think about this stuff, they don't even know what they're talking about, you know? They don't understand the stuff they're talking about, and they're trying to make little kids think about it. It's, it's a really vicious form of child abuse, and I really, I really don't mess with it, you know? And I ain't having it for my kid. So I'm taking my kid out to Dripping Springs, baby. I'm taking my family out to the country. You know, we're gonna build us a beautiful studio. We're gonna make amazing music. We're gonna do amazing broadcasts. Uh, we're gonna put all of our energy into this, building this beautiful cathedral of mass, you know, making the best music we possibly can and giving our son the best life we possibly can. Because uh, life is as kind as you let it be. You know, you get to choose. If your life ain't what it, what, it, what it could be, if it ain't as kind as you would like it to be, then change some stuff and make it kinder, you know? And one thing you could do is move to a different place. Uh, we came to LA, you know what I mean? Like, so many reasons. I feel so good with the sun is on me, you know? I'm one of these people who don't like it when there's no sun. <laughs> but apparently Texas is hotter than here, so that's groovy. That's groovy, baby. What XP says, what has been a kid? When does that end? I think being seven's a kid, you know. It ends when... Uh, when the, the actualities of adult life drown out that kid life. And make that kid life unlivable. Because you know too much. If we're talking about my boy, he's seven, baby. He's got time. He's got time to just enjoy being a kid. Not worrying about all that bullshit that adults be preoccupying themselves with. Most of which is dumb bullshit that's not even theirs. They didn't even put it in their own heads, you know? It's not what it's not their thoughts. It's just stuff that was put there to keep them preoccupied and squabbling amongst themselves so they don't notice what's really going on. They don't remember what they actually are, which is gods. Hey. Shoot a D613 in the place to be. Can't wait to see all the epic activities coming in Texas. Much love and respect to the Don family. Would love to hear Spirit, Spirit the Father. Well, you know, you smart as heck, and that's the perfect choice. That's the perfect song.
Thanks for noise, baby. That's the Kiri the Don and Jordan Peterson from JBP Wave Father. We played that for Sheila D613 in The Place To Be. That was an excellent choice. And uh, yo, shout out to everyone. Uh, damn, with the super chat, it just went crazy. What up, super conductor? Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Words from those presidents. Yo, I used to let that sound, baby. And I played it on the stream a few times. Shouts out to them. What up, Matt Lally, bless up, says all in on mass. All in on mass. All in on meaning. Choose meaning. You dig? Choose meaning. Or should I say, choose meaning. All in on meaning, baby. You know the vibes, you know the vibes. Sit your tag, play the taint machine. Make the toast and tea. When I'm mobile, while I can't lay in bed. When I'm mobile, keep me moving. I don't know what that song is. Is that a song? Did you just write that, you sweet thing? What up, Mike B? Bless you, brother. Appreciate that. that $49.99 like a G. What up, Chadrick Pickens? Bless up. Says, love you, Wave, brother. Love the Wave family. We're all on this wave of life, and it's awesome. Yes, it is. It's awesome to be a part of it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What's up, Andrew? DS Duenas. DS Duenas. Where's that button? Making money, saving the world. Terrence McKenna. Oh, that's a request. I thought you were just making a statement. Yo! Uh, Nicholas Lepar, thank you for sharing your story. I'm happy for you and the family. Keep speaking the truth. As you know, the sound of the rain needs no translation. Hey, thank you. Thank you. You know. I mean, there's, uh, there's so many aspects to it. We've been planning on moving for uh, a year or two, a couple of years. And, like, we always knew that, like, South was next, you know. South been calling into me since I was a little kid, baby. I love the South, man. So much of my favorite stuff comes out of the South. You know, uh, my first concert was Tom Petty. I wasn't even born yet. I was in my mama's tummy. We, they went to see Tom, Peter, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I was kicking along in rhythm. They were like patting my dad out his hand on my tummy. He said, ooh, he's going to be a musician. Just kicking along in rhythm. I used to kick along to Adam and the Ants, you know? All that. All that. But, uh, you know, when I came, I knew. I'm always, I've always been this way. I'm always very good at spotting where the energy is going. You know, I moved to uh, Old Street in London uh, in like 2000. 99, 2000, and uh, like a couple years before it went really crazy, and then by you know by the time I left, it was like the the hottest place in in London. You know, all the energy went there, all the attention went there. I've always been good at spotting this stuff, and uh, when I came to LA, that's where the, I felt the energy moving, and that was like 2013. You know, and there was a lot of cultural energy in LA, and LA became the focal point of uh, what the music industry was up to. And, all that swag rags, rap stuff and all that. All the SoundCloud rappers that moved to LA. It was the place, baby. That's where the energy was. And uh, the energy's like evaporated from LA because the music industry's dead. And, uh, you know, Tom Hanks and his dreaded disease put a lot of stuff into focus. And those club records don't hit like they used to when there's no club anymore, you know? Don't make any sense. And the energy's shifting, baby. And I feel the energy shifting. And I feel the energy is shifting south, baby. The energy's shifting over to Texas. That's where I'm going, baby, because, you know, you need that energy. You need that cultural energy. I mean, you don't need it, I guess. You can live without it. But for someone like me, it's really useful to be, like, close to that cultural energy, to be plugged in to that cultural energy. And the way that things are moving, I've been talking about this, the the technological developments uh, are going to be really, really important and powerful with regards to what we do with art. 
and what we do with storytelling and what we do with the creation of our shared mythology going forward. And we're taking the power back from Hollywood. Here's the thing, you know, Hollywood, they, they bought all the fairy tales. They bought all our mythologies. They bought the Snow Whites and the Seven Dwarves and the Hans Christian Andersons. And then when Star Wars became our shared cultural hellish heritage, they bought that, you know? And then they drew penises all over it. You know, they desecrated those things. And they used them to, you know, for their own weird purposes to try and spread their idea of, of, of what humans should be. All that, you know, and it didn't really take because people don't want that shit. People don't want that bullshit. And the other thing is, and this is the thing I've been talking about quite a lot, and I think it's really important. Uh, I spoke about this with John Vivaki last week, and that conversation is now available to listen to. Uh, I think a big part of what's happened in our culture and why what he, t he talks about this meaning crisis, that there's this cr meaning crisis going on. And I believe a big part of it is to do with the fact uh, that in creating uh, the printing press, we moved our culture from an entirely participatory culture to a non-participatory culture because we used to be engaged in the telling of the stories together, you know? Everyone had that bit of Beowulf that they knew. You'd all hang around the fire and tell the stories together. It was a shared experience, the telling of the story, and you'd come up with your own bits and you'd add your own bits and all that type of thing. And the Princeton Press came along and suddenly you didn't all have to remember Beowulf in your head. Or you didn't have to be hanging around the fire to, to, to read it. You could sit on your own and read it, you know? And that, that led from one thing to another and one thing to another. And that ended up in a position where Disney owns the culture. And Disney won't let you be engaged in that culture. And the only way you can be involved in the telling of the story is to make like reactionary videos on YouTube and get pissed off. That's, that's where that system is. And that's the end result of that system. And it can go no further. We have to return to a participatory culture, and we're going to. And that's going to involve new technologies and, this, and the, the synergy between art and new technologies. And I see those things happening in uh, Texas. <laughs> a lot of that shit is going to be happening in Texas, I believe. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to be around that, you know, I want to be near that. It's going to be happening all over the world. Like I was saying, a big part of what's going on is you don't need to be in one specific location anymore. But I do feel a lot of that energy is going to be there. You know, and I do feel that America is still the last real chance for freedom in the world. And I do believe we will win. I do believe that freedom will prevail. But, you know, don't be, don't be fooled. You know, there are forces out there that do not want you to have freedom, baby. They want you to be, uh, you know, in a social credit system like the communist Chinese. They want you, they want you to have that black mirror world, baby. Uh, but that doesn't have to be the case. And uh, I believe it will not be the case, but it does take you know, engaging. It does take engaging and uh, being active and being participatory, uh, you know. And that's what we're doing here, baby. That's what we're doing in the MAZ. Yo! What up, Prince Bricus? Grateful to the gods, baby. Bless you, brother. Choose meaning. By the way, can we get that as a T-shirt? Uh, or a wondrous, beautiful, full-zip hoodie, thanks. I mean, that's a great thing to say. It's a great thing to put on a thing. So let's get on it. Choose meaning, baby. And you know, that's uh, your boy D.S. Duenas' choice of song is perfect for what we were just talking about. It's perfect because... What I'm talking about, 
part of that is what your boy Terence McKenna was talking about. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. In spite of my nature boy thrust, in most contexts, I'm very interested in virtual reality and the idea of making the imagination explicit or interiorizing the exterior world. One vision that I've had of the kind of future utopia is it opens on a world which looks like our world of 10,000 years ago. People live tribally, they are physically perfect, they are naked, they want for nothing. They appear to have no material culture whatsoever. Then when you shift your point of view so that you're inside one of these people's heads, you discover that when they close their eyes, there are menus hanging in space in front of them. And by glancing at these menus with a certain intensity, they are able to make their way into a culture that is entirely three-dimensionally present for them, but which nowhere impinges on the world of three-dimensional space. Sort of the idea that you could have the Vatican Library installed optionally when you have dental work. I don't think this is that far-fetched. I mean, a lot of money is going toward this. Money can be made from this. We have to figure out, unless we're ready to, you know, hang the rascals. Well, we might be. To figure out some way to make money out hey. of saving, saving the, the world. world. Saving the world. Saving the world. We're going to have to figure out some way to make money out of saving the world. 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 And I think these entertainment technologies are the way to go. I think that what we should all be trading in in 15 or 20 years from now is ideas. Is ideas. And ideas should be worth more than anything. McKenna, and I do believe he uttered those words in 1993. Is it 93? I think it was 93. I could be wrong. Who are you really? Yeah. All these vibrations. 
vibrations, you know, are like the strings on a harp. And the harps that the angels are supposed to play in heaven are really this huge possibility. trick on me. 
Really, deep down, who are you? I don't know. Well, that's the thing to find out. That's the thing that's been forgotten. See, that's the underside of the tapestry. The thing that's been left out. Hey. Because what we are carefully taught to ignore is that every one of us fundamentally deep deep inside is a an act of a function of a performance of a manifestation of the works the whole blinking cosmos with all its galaxies and forever and ever and ever whatever it is beyond that what you might call god in the western tradition or brahman in hindu philosophy or tao in chinese every one of us is really that but we are pretending we are and we are pretending with tremendous skill and deception who are you Savage Chill, that was for you, but you getting double, double question. Savage Chill. Savage Chill says, do we choose meaning? Do we choose meaning? Or does meaning choose us when we're ready to answer the question, who are you? I first asked the kid, who are you? At the core of your soul. And if he can't answer that question, our conversation's over. I can't say shit to him. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? Honestly, I'm blessed enough to have survived the life I lived and to come out the other side with a bunch of knowledge. So hopefully, I can help people that believe that they're much less than what they truly are. Help them find greatness in themselves. And greatness isn't running 200 miles at a time or doing 4,000 pulls or being a seal. Greatness is whatever the hell you dreamed of in your own mind. You gotta first see it. You gotta first create this vision in your mind. And then that's when I come into play. Once you create this vision in your mind, it's how am I going to get there now? And that's when I come into play. But first, you got to create your own vision. And it's not external. The vision created is inside of you. So until you create that, I'm nobody to you.
Akira. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? Who are you? If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? Who are you? Trilogy, you know? Uh, third Who Are You track is on the new album. The new album coming soon from Akira the Don and Joe Rogan. Circle will be complete. Pixie, who are you? What up, Pixie? Says you're going out to great places. Today's your day, your mountain is waiting, so get on your way. Dr. Zeus, safe travels, ACD family. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Oh, by the way, all these lovely messages we're getting from people, you know. My Twitter is just like hundreds of them. People really nice. They had a couple people because Scott Adams retweeted my tweet where I said I was moving to Texas, you know. I had a bunch of people saying, don't vote blue, don't vote blue. Don't come here and vote for the same shit you were voting. And I was like, don't, but I can't vote, you know. But telling people not to do things is not a good, it's not very persuasive. I mean, obviously it would be mental. Uh, like imagine, uh, you know, there was Tom Hanks had a dreadful disease, you know. <laughs> You know, and he spread his dreadful disease all over your town, you know? So you escaped your town. But you also took with you a vial of the Tom Hanks disease. And then you got to a nice new town, and there wasn't any of that Tom Hanks disease. And then you just cracked that vial and spread it all around. That would be a bit like uh, doing what they're telling me not to do. But the thing is, it's not persuasive to tell people not to do things. It's really not. Certain people will just do it, do the thing you're telling them not to do just out of spite, you know? But don't worry, I can't vote anyway. Hey, well, I vote with my, uh, I vote with my actions, baby. I vote with my wallet. I vote with my actions and my wallet, baby. That's what I do. Who are you? Huh? What a pissy old cat says. Safe travels, Akira. Thank you, pissy old cat. <laughs> Wade just rang up. Charlotte just ran upstairs and uh, she was checking the weight of my kettlebell because uh, Wade wants to check the weight of the kettlebell. To, uh, I don't know why. I don't know if he wants to make sure that maybe he doesn't bring unnecessary kettlebells. It's so funny. Me and Wade are going on this tour of America, you know, and like younger versions of ourselves would have been all excited at all the bars when he gets hit up and shit like that. But now Wade's just like excited about all the hikes he gets to go on, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just grateful to the gods, you know. It's real nice to be at this position where, like, you and your homie, you know, me and me and Wadey been through a lot of shit. 
we've been through a lot of stuff, me and Wadey. You know, and uh, we've been through a lot of, you know, life periods. You know, life periods. You know the way uh, Joseph Campbell talks about how myth lets you know where you are. You know? And, uh, you know, at a certain point of your life, certain characters in the myth are going to, they're going to stand out to you. You're going to empathize with them because that's where you are in your life. You know what I mean? At a certain point in your life is the young Luke Skywalker that's shining to you like, yeah, that's me. You know, but then another point in your life is like, damn, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi now. Hey. But, you know, once upon a time, me and Wadey, we were little Royster Doisters, you know? Little Royster Doisters getting into all sorts of shenanigans and scrapes. And now we're going on tour across America in a, in a van. And we're going on hikes. <laughs> we're excited to find cool places to swing kettlebells in, you know? It's going to be epic. <laughs> Grateful to the gods, baby. Yeah, yeah. Akira. Hey. Look on. Prince Jabrika's XV. Bless up, baby. Hey, hey. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself The people I deal with today will be meddling, ungrateful, arrogant, dishonest, jealous, and surly They are like this because they can't tell good from evil But I have seen the beauty of good and the ugliness of evil And have recognized that the wrongdoer has a nature related to my own Not of the same blood or birth, but the same mind And possessing a share of the divine Not of the same blood or birth, but the same mind and possessing a share of the divine So none of them can hurt me No one can implicate me in ugliness Nor can I feel angry at my relative or hate him We were born to work together like feet, hands and eyes Like the two rows of teeth Upper and lower To obstruct each other is unnatural To feel anger at someone To turn your back on them These are obstructions Yo, discard your first for books So you won't die in bitterness but in cheerfulness and truth Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart Discard your first books so you won't die in bitterness But in cheerfulness and truth Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart Discard your first books so you won't die in bitterness But in cheerfulness and truth Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart Whatever this is that I am, it is flesh, a little spirit, and intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Throw away your books. Stop letting yourself be distracted. That is not loud. Instead, as if you were dying right now, despise your flesh. A mess of blood, pieces of bone, a woven tangle of nerves, veins, and arteries. Hey, consider what the spirit is. Air, and never the same air. But vomited out, gulped in again every instant. Finally, the intelligence. Think of it this way. You are an old man. Stop allowing your mind to be a slave. To be jerked about by selfish impulses. To kick against fate and the present. To mistrust the future. What is divine is full of providence. Even chance is not divorced from nature. From the inweaving and infolding of things governed by providence. Everything proceeds from it. And then there is necessity and the needs of the whole world. Of which you are a part. Whatever the nature of the whole does and whatever serves to maintain it is good for every part of nature. The world is maintained by change in the elements and in the things they compose. That should be enough for you. Treat it as an axiom. Treat it as an axiom. Yeah, yeah. Discard your first for books so you won't die in bitterness, but in cheerfulness and truth. Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart. 
to the gods from the bottom of my heart, baby. That's real. You know, I'm grateful to the gods uh, for Los Angeles. I'm grateful, grateful for everything Los Angeles has given to the world and to me personally and to my family, you know, which has been so much. So much. You know, our lives are so different now. Like, when I think about where we were at when we came here, and it's just five years. Five years, baby. Everything can change in five years. Five years. You could change your whole life in five years, baby. I don't know what your life is like right now, but, like, it could be completely different in five years, you know? <laughs> completely different. It's amazing. It's astonishing how different life could be. And then you're like, well, bless. What's life going to be like in another five? You know? You know, this time, uh, Hercules was pointing out earlier, <laughs> Hercules was reminiscing. Remember when we were really poor, Dada? Remember when we were so poor, Dada? We were so poor, we couldn't get food. <laughs> Shut up. He was reminiscing about, like, searching around the back of the, the, the sofa, looking for, like, pennies to go, like, buy electric and stuff of that nature, you know? Amazing, baby. Los Angeles, everything I was looking for. You know, I found it, but it wasn't what I thought I was looking. It wasn't, it was different to what I was expecting, you know. Found meaning. Found that meaning, baby. I was out here looking for a way to turn what it was that I loved into something that could support my family. And simultaneously, I was searching for wisdom. If you remember, I was like, I didn't think I was smart and wise enough yet to make that third Akira the Dawn album. So I was out here looking for that wisdom, trying to get wise through life experience, you know. And uh, along the way, found that meaning, baby. And then I made that meaning way. And then we built, the, we built this beautiful city of Maz, deep in the heart of occupied territory in YouTube, you know? 
built this beautiful cathedral where we have the church of meaning. This beautiful place where we all come. This place is bigger than all of us. David Howe says, I'm closing a five-year chat in my life right now, too. Finishing my PhD end of August took exactly five years, and I gained 50 pounds of muscle. God is good. Hey. Hey, that's epic. What if Cho Ryan who says, here's one thing you can affect positively, that lovely like button. Yo, that's real. You can affect the holy living mother of bless out of that. You can affect that like button so hard. And you really should. There's a whole bunch of you here who have not yet affected that like button. What are you doing with your lives? Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Lay siege to that like button. Discipline that like button, Mike Joe. Yeah, yeah. Los Angeles if it wasn't for movies in Los Angeles. What meaning wave wouldn't exist? Meaning wave would not exist. Meaning wave exists directly as a result of me moving to Los Angeles. And uh, you know, this record wouldn't exist. I love this record. And it's so real. There's this bit in this record where he says like, you know, where he talks about like everything you need that God's gave you already. You know? It's already there. You already got it. That's so real. That's one thing. If there's one thing I've discovered over the course of my life, that's it's that. I had good grandparents, a good mother and father, a good sister, good teachers, good servants, relatives, friends, nearly everything good. And that I never lost control of myself with any of them. Although I had it in me to do that, and I might have easily. Aye. But thanks to the gods, I was never put in that position. And so I escaped that test I was never put in that position And so I escaped that test And that I wasn't longer raised by my granddad's girlfriend And I didn't lose my reality too early And didn't enter out of it until it was time Hell, I put it up That I had someone as a ruler and father Who could keep me from arrogance To live in a palace without bodyguards Without fancy dresses or torches or statues or such like show That you can live much like a regular person Not remiss in action or careless a ruler When carrying out official obligations That I had the kind of brother I did One whose character challenged me to improve my own One whose love and affection enriched my whole life That my children were born Stupid or physically deformed That I wasn't more relevant to rhetoric or poetry That could have consumed me if I had seen progress Might never have given them up That I can burn on the people who brought me up The honors that they seem to want early on Instead of putting them off Since they were still young With the hopes I'd do it later That I knew Apollonius And Rusticus And Maximus that I was shown clearly and often what it would be like to live as nature requires Thanks to the gods, they did all they could Through the gifts that inspiration To ensure that I could live as nature 
what they told me, to what they taught me Practically step by step, that my body has held up For so long through such a life That I never laid a finger on Benedicta All Theodosius, even later I was overcome by passion I recovered even though I often quarreled with Ristickus I never did nothing that I regretted later died young she spent her last years with me and if i ever wish to help a man in need i was never told that i had nothing mean that i was never put in that position myself of having to take something from somebody else that i had the wife i do obedient loving humble that my children had competent teachers and for the remedy shown me in dreams when i was coughing blood when my head was spinning Inclination to philosophy And yeah, didn't fall into the hands of any sophist And that I didn't waste my time On rises of history Or in the resolution of syllogisms Or occupy myself about an investigation Of appearances in the heaven For all these things require the help Of the gods and fortune Thanks to the gods They did all they could Through the guest Make some noise to Marcus Aurelius. Make some noise to Marcus Aurelius up here in the Church of Meaning. 2,000 years, 2,000 years those words have existed. 2,000 years, 2,000 years those words have existed. 2,000 years later, I pulled them out of the sky, you know? I pulled those melodies out of the sky. I just drenched them in those melodies. Now you can sing those words, baby. You can sing those words and you can sing them like you mean them because you do mean them. You know, because you're grateful to the gods. And you recognize that everything you needed, they had placed within you. It's there. It's there. It's all there. And it always was. You know what I mean? I ran all around the world. I went all around the world looking for something. And then, and then I found it. I found it. I got back to the beginning. I was, oh, there it is. It was always there. Right where I started, you know? God bless you, Martin Pastor 21, for that mental, is that Australian 
$500 super chat, you crazy, you crazy beautiful creature. God bless you. It says, California leaving present. Grateful to the dawn from the bottom of my heart. You really are that thing which really is genuine. You created Meaning Wave by doing the things that are delightful to you. You believed that you're more powerful than you think. Go forth and be mighty. Be a great father to her and a great husband to Charlotte. Bless. Yo, you gonna make me cry. Yo. Yo. around and get me all emotional up in here yo come on hey god bless you brother that's rule number one you know and that was that was uh that's where i really uh like i said man i was trying i was looking for that wisdom you know it's like i realized i wasn't where I wasn't the person who could make the album I wanted to make. I'd made that first album that was all about the individual. I used samples from The Prisoner to illustrate the point. And you know, that was about, it was about being a little kid and being an individual and fighting for that individuality and that right to be an individual, in an individual, in a world that seems to want you to conform and just be like, you know, an NPC, essentially, you know? Powerful meme. And then the second album was about when you realize you're part of a greater whole, you're part of something bigger. This interconnected web, this thing that's always existed, you know, that's always been there. And then the third album was going to be, you know, the, 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 the answer, you know, the answer. The third album, it, but I couldn't make the third album. I wasn't even a dad at that point. I was like, gosh, I can't make this third album. I don't have the answers. I'll be like, sway, you know. I don't have the answers yet. I don't have enough experience. I'm not smart enough. I'm not wise enough. I had so many experiences, so many experiences, but I didn't have enough. I'd done all sorts of crazy stuff. I'd lived all over the world. I've been through all sorts of things, you know. I've slept on and under park benches, been involved in all sorts of things that, you know, I really want to talk about right now. <laughs> but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. So, uh, you know, I spoke to my wife and we said, you know what, we're gonna move to a whole other country. We're gonna go do that big adventure. We're gonna go have a big adventure and maybe we'll learn some things along the way. And we did, my goodness, we did. We did. You should see my wife now compared to the woman she was, you know, before. And she was a wonderful woman, you know, I married her for a reason. You know, but she's so much more powerful now. She's so much more confident in herself and so much more powerful in herself. It's been a really beautiful thing to see, to watch her grow. You know, during this thing, because this put her through hell. One, you know, her husband's off on the other side of the world, and she's like with her mum and her kid, while the husband's over the other side of the world, sleeping on a sofa, trying to get DJ gigs. What the goodness? And then she comes over here, and she don't know nobody. She got no friends over here. It's real beautiful now, because she got tons of friends now, and they're all so sad to see her go, but also proud of her, and they're all like, oh, you're such an inspiration to us, Charlotte. You're so epic, Charlotte. You know, and she has to force herself to be epic. She was scared, you know? Just just in the past year, you know, she took on a responsibility that really, like, put her outside of all of her natural comfort zones. And it was a wonderful thing for her to do because it forced her to grow and it forced her to, uh, you know, develop these powers, you know, that were always there in her, that were always there, that she always had access to, but she never touched. She was scared and she ain't scared no more. 
she's epic now, you know? And that's a beautiful thing. And uh, I'm way more epic than I was in a lot of ways. I've got, uh, I've got so much further to go, you know? But like, one great thing about doing this Meaning Wave thing is, is every album, I go so deep into the messaging of what's in there, you know? And, uh, and integrate that into my life. And I've integrated so many powerful things into my life. Like, it really is the case that uh, you have to embody the thing, you know? And that's the most powerful thing you can do. You can't be telling people to do shit. You can't be going on and on about, oh, do this, da 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 No one's going to listen. But if they see you being that and they see the effects it's had on your life and how things have changed and what have you, then that's powerful. And then maybe that will inspire them to put those things into their life. You know? You can't tell people to do it. You've got to show them that it works. You know? You gotta show them that it works. Uh, that's why. That's why school is just stupid. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's a bunch of people who didn't do it telling people how to do it. Not all of it. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of that going on. One of the things that's happened in our society is that we seem to have concluded that strong men are dangerous, and that's partly because we think Western culture is a tyrannical patriarchy, and the only reason you get to the top is because you misuse power. So all men who are at the top of the heart, they're all misusing their power and they're all tyrannical. And all the guys who have the aim and ambition to achieve that are just tyrants in training. That's sort of the basic attitude that we have towards our own culture and towards young men now. Everything about that is pathological and inexcusable and shameful. You know, I used to watch kids skateboard. I liked watching those kids. I like watching skateboarders do those crazy things. Because they're trying to become competent. They're facing danger. They don't want the damn protective gear. It's like, no. I don't want to wear a helmet. I want to expose myself to this danger. It's not that I'm stupid. And the kids are often shooed away. It's like, wait a sec. They're practicing being courageous. They're practicing mastering something in the face of danger. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't bother children when they're
four years old. Listen. Life goes by. And it goes by quick. Don't waste those years. Don't waste them. Live them. I know that you don't think you're going to live to be 30. Much less 40. But you are and you will. In the early yeah, yeah. you No complacency. None. No backing off. No backing off, Luke's mom. No slack. Zero ever. None. Yo, God bless everybody. Shouts out to the whole MAZ. Shouts out to Martin Pastor 21 who got me mad emotional. I had to turn around and like flick a single solitary tear over this balcony here. It's alright to have like drop one single solitary tear as long as you turn around and flick it over the balcony, you know. (laughs) 
Yeah. Last night in LA, baby. Is that is that last night in LA? I feel good, baby. I feel ready for that next adventure, you know. Madhouse 21 says, is Mix available for download anyway? Oh, I don't know what you mean. You mean this broadcast that you're watching right now? Or do you mean the music played within it? If you mean the music played within it, that is all available to download on the Akira the Dawn band camp. You can stream it all on Spotify. Well, most of it. This song I'm talking over right now, you can't stream on Spotify yet. But you will be able to on Friday. Friday, baby. Make some noise for permission. You dig? Make some noise for permission, baby. Make some noise for completing a rascals. You know, make some noise for that rascal, that rascal wave, you know? That rascal battalion. Make some noise for Joe Rogan. I don't want to hear that shit, baby. Dropping on all platforms next Friday. The day I get to Texas. Everybody's different. Everybody's similar, but everybody's different. And your attitude has a giant effect, not just on your life, but on other people's lives around you. That's the other thing about it. Those I can't catch a break guys, get them the fuck away from me. I can't be around those guys. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. I don't want to hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't buy it. Because everybody has bad breaks. I've had a shit ton of bad breaks. But you know what I did? And I thought through it. And I figured out what the fuck I did wrong. And then I went back. It's like I fucked up everything I've ever done a hundred times. There's no other way to do it. You gotta realize when you have those shitty breaks what that is. It's an opportunity for you to reassess, reboot, get better, figure out another way, find another way through. It's just challenges. And the people that look at those challenges go, whoa, whoa, we have these challenges. They're cancer. Those people are dangerous to be around. They will rob you of your enthusiasm. They don't give you any fuel. They're the opposite of fuel. But fuel people kicking ass. People that are out there just fucking hustling. Always, always getting things done. Always getting things done. My friend Jocko, every morning I'll check his Instagram page, 4.30, shows a picture of his watch. Get after it. Get after it. Get out there working out 4.30 in the morning. He does it every fucking morning. Why? Because... Because he doesn't want to. That's how you do it. You go and get out there. Don't make any excuses. And those kind of guys are fuel. But those I can't catch a break guys, they're the opposite of fuel. They're just pissing on your fire. They're no fun. Get them the fuck away from me. 
I can't be around those guys. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. I don't want to hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. I don't want to hear that shit. 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 Get them the fuck away from me. The people that are surrounding are all idiots. Because only idiots want to be around I can't catch a breakdown. Only dummies stick around. After a while, even if they're your good friend, you gotta be like, bro, you gotta fucking stop. You gotta stop those I can't catch a break bullshit. All the time you're complaining, you could be instead hustling. What? You could be instead chasing your dream. You could be instead what? figuring out what you're doing wrong. What? Improve certain aspects of your what? Getting your shit together, reading a book, what? meditating, something. Fucking something. Oops. Something. Fucking something. Sorry, Lex, mom. But this I can't catch a break shit yeah, is not yeah. helping anybody. And it pushes everybody away from you. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't be around those guys. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. I don't want to hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. I don't want to hear that shit. 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 Get them the fuck away from me. Kira the Dunn and Joe Rogan, get them the away from me. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. Dropping next Friday on all streaming platforms. That will be followed by another single featuring Joe Rogan the week after. And depending on uh, how uh, quick it takes to get the master in, it'll either be another single the Friday after or it'll be the album the Friday after. But best believe there's an album, baby. 13 fire tracks. 13 epic joints. Thirteen epic joints that you'll be smashing on repeat every day for the rest of your life. Oof. Oof. Shout out to everyone for, uh, I was playing that song at the wrong pitch for like 60% of the song. I had it like one key down. And then I, sounded, I was like, why does this sound weird? This doesn't sound exact. As, as perfect as I remember it sounding the other day, all glorious and remastered and with those new guitars. Oof. 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 And then, uh, there you go. There you go. There you go, baby. I'm just trying to step the course. What up, Sigmund One? Sure, Ryan, says, ride the wave or watch it crash all over you. C'est la vie. That's right, baby. You know what I mean? You can't control the ocean, but you can learn to surf. I'm just trying to step the course. I'm trying to step the course. A few Luke's mum likes Joe, so that's okay. Oh, loves Joe, in fact. Nice. There's people bottom feeding. There's people doing the wrong thing. There's people that don't have the right intent. Advantage of people when Make some noise. Drop all them wave emojis right now, by the way. Sure. 
by the way, all them wave emojis right now. I want to make people know that, um, 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 that um, 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 I'm focused. focused. I'm focused on getting all, all the attention. attention. All of the attention. Yeah, yeah. So I can do a couple things. Number one, my number one goal for all of you is one, first and foremost, to build self-esteem. I want all of you to be more confident tomorrow than you were yesterday because you're spending time paying attention to my crap. Because it's very simple. Because my crap speaks to this. Stop worrying about what you're not and start focusing on who you are. We all suck at shit. All, all suck at shit. Stop worrying about what you're not and start focusing on who you are. We all suck at shit. When you figure out what you're good at and where your strengths lie, you will win. I'm tired of your mom saying you're a loser or your boyfriend saying you can't or your older brother. Yeah, Luke's mom. He's insecure, not giving you love or self-esteem so that you can succeed. Dude, I'm tired of the people closest to you because of their insecurities and weaknesses giving you feedback and putting you in a paradigm in a path that keeps you suppressed because they've got their insecurities. They've got their insecurities. They've got their insecurities. They've got their they've got their they got their insecurities. Obviously. Stop worrying about what you're not and start focusing on who you are. We all suck at shit. All all suck at shit. Stop worrying about what you're not and start focusing on who you are. Who you are all suck at shit. Stop worrying about what you're not and start focusing on who you are. We all suck at shit. All, all suck at shit. Stop worrying about what you're not and start focusing on who you are. We all suck at shit. Make some noise for Gary V, baby. Make some noise in the MAZ for Dr. Gary V. Yeah. Stop worrying about what you're not. Focusing on who you are. You all suck as shit. Oh, oh, suck as shit. Stop worrying about what you're not. Stop focusing on who you are. You all suck as shit. Oh, oh, suck as shit. Bucko. Akira. 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 The John. He's got clout. Welcome to the stage, Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, Word XP, you must have read my de- my blessed mind, baby, because I was literally about to play The Greatest Year. Yeah, yeah. I wish... I wish we had better perspective. Perspective! I wish that there was some weird genie that could take us back into time so that every one of you could live one fucking day in your great-great-grandparents' shoes and understand how fucking good you have it. Understand how fucking good you have it. Like, if you really, really understood... I'm not naive to what's happening in our society. 
Let me just say this very clear so everybody gets it through their fucking dome. This is the greatest year to ever be alive in the history of mankind. This is the greatest year to ever be alive in the history of mankind. This is the best. by this fascinated by fucking mindset it's a binary decision if you're going to be positive or negative about shit when you bet on optimism when you're on the offense when you are playing towards intangibles you do something super duper interesting you start suffocating excuses What the number one thing is that I'm thankful for that my parents gave me, taking me from a communist country and moving me to the U.S., parenting me well, roof and clothes. If you ask me the number one thing I wake up every morning and thank that my parents did, is I never saw either one of them complain about jack shit. And it basically created learned behavior for me. I am incapable of actually complaining about shit. what they don't have instead of focusing on what they do have. The, the internet, internet is a fucking miracle. It's a fucking miracle. miracle. The internet yo, yo. is a fucking miracle. It's a fucking... Make some noise for the internet. There was no side hustle for your great-grandparents. When it was 9 p.m., it was dark and cold outside. <laughs> we just get used to shit so fast. Right? In our speed of getting used to how fucking awesome it is, I'm just desperate for you to not lose perspective. This is the greatest year to ever be alive in the history of mankind. This is the greatest year to ever be alive in the history of mankind. This is the best. This is the greatest year to ever be alive in the history of mankind. Both my grandfathers had the same exact thing that I had, and because they were Jewish in communist Russia post World War II, their communism put them both in jail for 10 years in Siberia. There's no in-between. 
You're either this or that. There is no fucking half pregnant, there's no in between. You're either this or that. Yo, new loop alert. Oh, these sound good together, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, Xhammer13 Thor? Says, I love this track. I struggle, I struggle with this a lot. And I don't want to be someone's anti-fuel. I want to be someone's fuel. And I want to maybe be someone else's fuel. Huh? I'm confused by that. I want to become someone's fuel and want to maybe be someone else's fuel. If I may be worthy. Cheers. I think you can be I think you can, baby. I think you can. I think you're gonna be. And by the way, your fuel here, your fuel for me. Your presence, uh, your enthusiasm, the light that you bring into this place, this MAZ. You know, that's fuel for me, baby. I appreciate you. All of you. All of you. Every message you leave, every comment, every emoji, everything is fuel. It's fuel. And uh, without it, I don't know what I don't, I have no idea. But it won't be this, baby. This is you. You know, when people think of the word mind control, they think of controlling other people's minds. And when I think about mind control, I think about controlling your own mind. a physical person and I embrace physicality we are our minds what it, what it means and where the you actually is and whether there's a soul or a brain or whatever your heart or some other conjured up place this is what I know is that you your mind the thing that is listening and comprehending these words right now. That is you. And that thing, that mind, you can control. You, you are the machine. Mind control. You are the machine. Every single day, work out consistently every single day. 
every single day. How can I stop from eating sugar? Oh, to the next. Stop eating sugar. What about the emotions? How can I stop missing that girl or that guy or whoever, whoever broke up with me? How can I stop missing them? Stop missing them. So it's about, about freedom. Freedom! Have you got that freedom you deserve? Have you got that freedom you require? Have you got it? Do you know how to get it? You know, there's ways. There's ways and means that you can find out. Genius. 
is the root word for genius. Genius. Yeah, that's right, Axel Stacks. And it's a really interesting idea because there's this unlimited power that's associated with genius, but it's constrained. Hey. And that's really what the human spirit is like. Because it has this, this aspect of the infinite. And it is something that can grant wishes. But it's also constrained terribly. I don't ask God for favors. Or for wishes. Or for wishes. physically and all that but the thing is is that both the infinite possibility and the constraint are necessary like they, that's what makes up the genie it has to be both at the same time and the idea that you know if you find your genie you can have your wishes it's right you have to really want what you're wishing for or you have to make the proper sacrifices to get it, it can't be just some whim you have to ask for something that you would rather not have Which is usually wisdom. Somebody asked me about prayer. They asked me if I prayed, and I thought, well, it depends on what you mean by that. Exactly. I don't ask God for favors, or for wishes, or for wishes. You know. I don't ask God for favors Or for wishes Or for wishes I do think that if you sit on the edge of your bed And you ask What foolish thing you're doing to make it worse That you'll get an answer right now And it won't be the one you want but it might be the one that if you listen to would set things straight. I don't think that I've ever been in a situation where if something wasn't going right for me and I sat and thought, okay, uh, I'm willing to figure out what I'm doing wrong, which is a big thing to think because you never know how much you're doing wrong. It might be something that you really don't want to contend with. But if you clear some space to meditate on that, probability that you'll figure out something that you did that was stupid, that's bending you and twisting you in the wind, you'll get an answer very, very rapidly. I don't ask God for favors or for wishes or for wishes I don't ask God for favors or for wishes or for wishes and it's not obvious how you do that you know, I mean it's not like you know how you're manipulating your neurons or something. It, it, it happens of its own accord in some sense, like you can participate with it, I guess, and you can interfere with it, and it seems to take a certain amount of willpower, but it still all happens mysteriously behind the scenes. And I would say this sort of attitude towards, let's say, prayer that we're discussing is just an extension of that. It's something like, well, you admit that there's a problem first. And then you ask for the minimum necessary intervention, which would be, all right, well, I'd like to move forward on this some small amount that someone like me could actually manage. I'd be willing to carry it out. And then you reorient the way you're thinking as a consequence of that, and something usually pops out of the abyss. 
to guide you. Very strange. But it's not really any stranger than the fact that we can think at all. Because the fact that we can think is actually very strange. Strange like the fact that we can dream is strange. And that's strange beyond belief that you can dream. Or that something in you dreams. Which is a much better way of thinking about it. Because it's not like you're really in control of your dreams. I don't ask God Yeah. Yeah. 
Make some noise for Kira the Don, Jocko, Willink, and Rudyard Kipling. What a team. What an epic combination. Wow. Wow. Beating wave exists! Amazing. Meaning Wave exists. When I moved to Los Angeles five years ago, Meaning Wave did not exist. It didn't exist. Now there's all these songs. How many songs are there? There's so many. So many Meaning Wave songs. So many amazing songs. Like, what? I've got like 522 here in, uh, in my DJ library tagged with Meaning Wave. What? 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 I got songs that haven't been released, you know? And they're some of the best songs that have ever been made. <laughs> Akira. Hey. Sunday, baby. Well, the ego can't reflect upon itself unless it has a mirror against which to read itself, and that mirror would be the mythological schedule that lets it know where it Make is. Make some noise, MAZ. All them, wa- all them wave emojis right now. Rewind, back it up, back it up, back it up. Akira. Rewind sound effect. That's better. Yeah, 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 come on. Akira. He's got clout. Well, the ego can't reflect upon itself unless it has a mirror against which to read itself, and that mirror would be the mythological schedule that lets it know where it is. It's a mirror with a schedule, patterned mirror, and the ego sees itself in that reflex and knows where it is on the scoreboard. Just for example, a person who at the age of 40 is wondering whether he's going to be punished by mother and hasn't moved on. And a person at the age of 80 who's wondering, how's my golf score? He hasn't moved on either. This lets you know where you are. And it knows what the patterns have been of life through centuries in that position that you now are entering or holding. as a free, willing, independent, self-responsible human being. And he should have certain noble heart powers that have been called to his attention and then to which he has been invited to give himself that will enable him to act in terms of nobility, not in obedience, you know, but out of himself. And uh, the older person must know I'm now, now participating in the achievement of life. I have achieved it. And I'm looking back. And I can tell you there's a wonderful moment that comes when you realize I am not striving for anything. And what I'm doing now is not a means to achieving something later. Youth has always to think that way. Every decision. 
decision a young person makes is a commitment to a life course. And if you make a bad decision of that angle, by the time you get out there, you're far off course. But after a certain age, there's no future. And suddenly the present becomes rich. It becomes that thing in itself which you're now experiencing. And if you've been prepared a little bit for that, you're ready. Joseph Campbell and the power of myth, baby. Make some noise for them noble heart powers. You got your noble heart powers yet? Have you activated those noble heart powers? Welcome to the wholesome age, baby. baby all of them wave emojis right now this is the last one this is the last night this is the last moment this is the last moment baby oh 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 it's 8 30 p.m pst on this sunday this most auspicious sunday the peak of recorded human civilization what year is it 2020 ad 2020 ad july 12th july 12th on this day i completed the joe rogan album Packed up my studio, prepared to set set for the next chapter. The next chapter, baby. Oh! And uh, I'm taking you, I'm taking you with me, baby. 
We're going to get it. We're going to load up this here rig, the regulator, all this machinery. It's all tested. It's already, I'm already broadcasting on the mobile rig. You know, one of our fine citizens helped me set up some mobile internet. I'm broadcasting off mobile internet right now. This ain't a broadband line. This is a mobile internet line. Yeah. It seems to be working. It feels like it works. It feels like it works. We'll see you tomorrow, baby. We'll be on the road. Wade Crescent is pulling up in our 18 van tomorrow morning, 9 at 9.30, I believe. We're loading up that van, driving to Texas, baby. We're taking you with us. We're going to be broadcasting twice a day along the way. All right? We're going to be parking up, finding ill spots to stream from, and we're going to be streaming. You know, I promised you I'll be there for you. And the rain starts to fall. I'll be there for you. When Tom Hanks spreads his disease, I'll be there for you. Even when the communist Chinese, I'll be there for you. Try to hack into your phone, I'll be there for you. With that TikTok thing, yo, I'll be there for you. When they ban TikTok, don't be sad, baby. When they ban TikTok, it is gonna happen. I'm sorry, DS Duenas, they're gonna ban TikTok. Oh, no. All them people who spent all that time building a platform on TikTok, they're going to be angry. They're going to be real angry, baby. They're going to be upset about that. Ooh, Gary V's going to have something to say about that. He'll say, eh? Eh? and he'll just move on because he's groovy like that. You know what I mean? He ain't an all bag eggs in one basket type of a guy. Nah, but anyway, we're going to Texas and you're coming with us. You know, Maz is a play. Maz is in our hearts, you know? So wherever our hearts be, that's where Maz is. And that, so, you know, that's what's cracking there. Don't you worry about a thing. Hey, uh, what do you want? Pick one last song. What's the last song we're going to play? What's the last song that's going to be played on the meaning stream? On that Sunday night meaning stream. What's the last song? You get to choose. You get to choose. Brave citizens of the MAZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DS Duenas says, I know I listened when he told me a couple months ago. Yeah, I've been telling you, baby. I've been telling you TikTok is doomed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you right. Yeah, you right. You're right. I sent a couple of you saying the right thing. You're correct. You're correct, baby. You correct. DS Tony says RIP TikTok. Word XP says Vine died. TikTok dying. Moral of the story is short spaz videos are hosted on short lived platforms. Huh. 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 I usually don't. Time, baby. It's time to go all in. Akira. All in, baby. It's for the heroes. Let's make that new world. Because I mean, I'm, a, I'm talking with the person who gave us the, the AMA, gave me Blue Church, Jordan Hall, and part of that is uh, this idea, which is the religion that's not a religion, and coming trying to come up with um, a post-religious faith. Because here's the idea. This is probably, the, in some ways, my most radical idea. I want to do what like Augustine did. As the Roman Empire is, is falling, he laid the foundation. He laid the cultural cognitive grammar for an entirely different culture. And they stole the culture bottom up. He laid the cultural cognitive
grammar for an entirely different culture. And they sold the culture bottom up. I want to help steal the culture.
like playing the game. That's right. My way of trying to understand what it is to not play their game and to shift over to an, a totally different game, to shift the culture, is to steal the culture. The only thing I can get from history that's been able to do that are religion. But for reasons that I've articulated, I don't want, not personally, I mean in terms of the functionality, I don't think the standard model, the actual age model of religion is going to do what we need in order to steal the culture as deeply as we need to steal it. Deep. 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 We gotta steal that culture deep, baby. And we got it. We gonna, we gonna do it. Ain't nobody stopping us now. We on the move. We on the move. We on the move. Make some noise for yourself, M-A-Z. Thank you for being here for the final broadcast. The final LA broadcast. The final LA broadcast. I said this, but you know, I, I always uh, pictured myself doing a, a final gig in, in LA. I thought it'd be like the Roxy or something, you know? I thought it'd be like a big Meaning Wave gig. All my, I bring together all my DJ people, all my uh, Meaning Wave people, all my friends, all these various people. As it is, Tom Hanks and his dreadly disease create a whole new situation where I was broadcast into the beautiful city of MAZ and the beautiful Cathedral of Meaning, live across the universe. Look at you beautiful things. Look at you, all you beautiful people representing yourself digitally with your wave emojis. All your beauty shining through. Look at my beautiful wife just coming up the stairs. How you doing, baby? You okay? She exhausted. She exhausted. She's been packing up all this time. All this time I've been up here doing this thing. Wifey been downstairs packing. Because we've got to get cracking. You know? So thank you to everyone who's been here tonight. God bless you all. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been supporting. Thank you, Ms. Superconductor. Thank you, Word XP. Thank you, Sheila D613. Thank you, Matt Lally. Thank you, Sidratez. Thank you, Mike B. Chadrick Pickens. And you, Kamarami. D.S. Dwayne. Ass. Yo, I just noticed there's ass in your name. That's hype. Michael Lepard. Prince Jabrikas. Savage and Chill. Pixie. Pizio Cat, Axel Stacks, Word XP, Luke XHammer 13.4, Roberto Sanchez, Cajun, Russell Gethy. What an epic, powerful name that is. And a majorly shout out to Martin Pastor 21 for that epic uh, gift and that beautiful message that put some water in my eye. You sweet thing, you. Uh, we're going to get out of it. Let's do one last international high five from Los Angeles. Well, okay. Okay. We will be broadcasting tomorrow morning on Twitch at 7 a.m. We will. Because I stick to my word. But this will be the last meaning stream. I high five. And the very final broadcast will be tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. PST. Then we pack it all up in a van. We get out there on the road, baby. Forward to adventure. To adventure. So make some noise for adventure, baby. And join me for one last by five on a Sunday night in Los Angeles. <laughs> Three, two, one. Bye, baby. Bye, bye.
God bless. Adventure. Tomorrow. Go forth, be mighty. Let's get it. Love you, good brother.